Hi there, do you have a dog that struggles with the environment sometimes? So maybe they are sensitive or reactive to other dogs, to people, to wildlife, to noises, to unexpected things in their environment. If you can say yes to any of those, I think you'll find my overreactivity solutions workshop really helpful. I break down the science behind what's happening in your dog's brain and why they're behaving the way they are. And then I give you some really concrete and actionable strategies that you can go away and do with your dog today. I will send you an email after you've completed the workshop with all of the links in there so you can watch the training games, see them in real life with a dog and then go and try them with your own dog. We've had so much amazing feedback about this workshop over the years. So if you think it's something that would be useful for you, go ahead and click the link in the show notes and grab yourself a space. Take care. Parenting your much-loved dog is a relationship like no other. Our dogs are individuals and there is no one-size-fits-all when it comes to training. Hi, I'm Dr Holly Tett, professional dog trainer and clinical psychologist, and each week on Letters from Your Dog, we'll look at understanding specific dog training questions and struggles from your dog's point of view. Thanks for being here. Let's get to the episode. Hi and welcome back to Letters from Your Dog. This is the second in a two-part series about blocking. So if you haven't listened to episode 45 yet, I'd go and listen to that first. It's super short and then come back and listen to this one. So last week in episode 45, we were talking about reward blocking. So when your reward gets in the way of your dog learning because they are watching it, sniffing it, trying to get to it. So they're not really taking in what it is that you are trying to teach them or what you're trying to show them about the world. So today I just wanted to also touch on body blocking. So this is really interesting. So those of you that have taken the five-day focus dog challenge will have seen this. If you haven't, make sure you come and join one of our challenges at some point. We'll announce them on the podcast when they're available. Um, But the five-day focus dog challenge um, is about basically getting better focus from your dog and building a better connection between the two of you and on one of the days one of the exercises that we do we say okay take some behaviors that your dog knows so whether they know to sit or a hand touch or whatever spin anything at all and at first I want you to just ask them to do it so put your hands behind your back keep your body very very still and you're just going to use your voice So you're just going to say sit without using your head or gesturing in any way, shape or form. Okay, so we're going to do that first. So everyone goes through that first. And then second off, we split it, we split it on its head. So we say, okay, so now I want you to use your body as much as you need to, but you're not going to use your voice. So you're not going to say the word sit, but you're going to gesture. You're going to use your arms, your legs, whatever it is to tell your dog that you would like them to sit or whatever your dog's behavior is. And this is really interesting because most dogs find the second one so much easier, following the body rather than following the voice. And this is something that we know. So we know that dogs read our body far more quickly than they do listen to our voice. And it's exactly the same in people. So actually the words that we say when we're speaking to each other 
that's very little of the content that we actually need to make an assessment about conversation. We're thinking about tone, we're thinking about the facial expressions that the person is is pulling we're thinking about the pauses in the way they're speaking to us we're thinking about the body language that they're using as they're talking to us so they could be saying I really had an amazing day with you it was great but actually if their body is all closed off and showing them actually the exact opposite we might be standing there thinking did you have a good day with me or are you just being polite right now what's going on dogs are the same so even though you might have practiced using your verbal sit 50,000 times if you make a gesture with your body that tells your dog to sit but you say down with your voice chances are they're gonna follow your body it's really fascinating something we see in dog sports all the time so lots of you know that I do agility so if someone is running a course and they make a mistake and they say tunnel because they want their dog to go in the tunnel but their body is pointing at the seesaw for example unless the dog is very experienced they're probably going to go over that seesaw because they're listening to that body before they're listening to your voice so how is this relevant to everyday dogs and their people well When you're thinking about doing some training with your dog or some learning, whatever it is that you do together, think about what your body's doing. (laughs) So let's say you're trying to teach your dog a recall to come to you, your puppy or your dog, and you say, Rosie, come. And she thinks, yeah, I mean, I would, but you're standing there with your arms crossed, looking quite stern and your feet are together and you're standing up tall and I'm a tiny puppy on the floor. And actually that doesn't look particularly inviting. So in that sense, the body is blocking the behavior because the gestures aren't matching with the voice. So the voice might be saying, Rosie, come in a nice way, but the body is saying, Rosie, stay away. (laughs) So that's one way that it can work or not work. The opposite thing can happen as well. So in that example, we've got a dog that actually isn't wanting to come towards us because of the body expression. But what about if we do the opposite? So let's say you've got a dog that's really jumpy, really jumps over strangers and you're thinking, oh gosh, I should really try and try and help them with that because people are getting angry and my dog jumps all over them. So you think, okay, I want to stop them from jumping up so much, except That when you see your dog and you come home from work and they're really excited, you're really excited too. And so you bend down and you open your arms wide and you essentially invite the jumping. Your body is saying, jump all over me (laughs) right now. Okay, that could sound a little bit odd. This is a family podcast. Um, But your body is giving out signals that it's okay for your puppy to jump all over you essentially, right? And so in that sense, you might be saying, get down, no, get down, stop jumping. But your body's saying, you know what, do what you like. (laughs) So it can work the opposite way as well. So it's just something to be aware of whenever you're working with your dog. And I mean, you might be actively working with them doing a training session, or you might just be like milling around with them in the house in the day to day. Just think about your body positioning. Firstly, think about we never want to tower over our dogs. We never want to be intimidating with our body positioning. Absolutely not. But also, are you potentially inviting things that you're not looking for with your body positioning too? So when we're thinking about blocking, we're thinking about physical blocking. So in terms of, is there something that you're doing that's stopping your dog being able to achieve something? So are you in their way when they're trying to do a lie down, for example? 
example, but we're also thinking, is our body giving off signals and our voice is saying something totally different? So just some food for thought, something to think about. Be really interested if this has resonated with you and you can think of some examples in your own life. Do let me know. I always love hearing from you. So you can drop me a DM um, on Instagram to pause up dogs training, or you can send us an email to info at pauseupdogs.com at any point as well. Okie dokie, I hope that was helpful. It's second part in this two-part series. As always, if you know someone that would benefit from this episode, please do feel welcome to share it with them so that we can spread our message and support more dogs and their people. Have a lovely day with your dog and I will speak to you soon. Take care. Just before you go, don't forget if you have got a dog that's very sensitive or reactive to the environment to go ahead into the show notes and click the link to access my overreactivity solutions workshop. Loads of great strategies and tips that you can get going with your dog today. Take care.